Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos. Vamanos, Ramos. Boom, on a Wednesday. Oh, no, it's a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. I was thinking it was like a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday in Alaska, yeah. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weekend is almost here. Scorching in Southern California. It's been scorching across uh, much of the country for the last week or so. So the full summer days, summer vacations in full swing. Nobody's in school anymore. Everybody's out having fun. And NBA free agency continues to bring us the fun this July. And it's not just necessarily guys about LeBron James going to the Lakers, but it always has something to do with LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. We'll dive into that. But Kyrie Irving is in the news, and it's nothing that he did recently, but it's something that was revealed recently about what Kyrie Irving did in the past. And this is what this is what makes the NBA offseason just it, Jonas. It just keeps getting better and better. Just I mean, there's just something new every day. 
coming out about who said what, who thought this, they wanted to do this. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it's everything's a leak. You can't. I don't know how you trust anybody in the NBA because you know eventually that story's getting out. Somebody's gonna release it. Somebody's gonna leak it. You talk to one guy. Is there like a shelf life? Was it? Hey, wait two years before you release this bit of information that I give you. And then they decided, all right, now's the right time since he's no longer there to to show how Kyrie Irving really felt about LeBron James. There are more leaks in the NBA than a twelve-hour car ride yeah. across country for a family vacation. That's where we're going here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. This is the leak that we are talking about. Now, in Cleveland, where there is so much to talk about, I mean, is there a better sports talk city than Cleveland from what we've gotten over the last, I don't know, five to seven years? Oh, with, yeah. I mean, Heart, heartbreak and crummy teams. <laughs> I mean, that's sports radio gold, man. Johnny Manziel to Baker Mayfield to the Indians and obviously LeBron James and what is going on with the Cavs. Well, on 92.3, the fan in Cleveland yesterday, there was a roundtable with a couple of guys who we know that have ended up covering the NBA and covering the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jason Lloyd of The Athletic, Dave McMenamin of ESPN, Joe Varden of Cleveland.com, the local writer there. These guys have been on top of what's been going on with the Cavs for for years and years. And yesterday during a roundtable, these points were brought up about Kyrie Irving and his time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jason Lloyd of The Athletic said, and I'm quoting, it has been made clear to him by multiple people, Kyrie never wanted LeBron to come back to Cleveland in the first place. Lloyd alludes to a point when LeBron was with the Miami Heat of LeBron going up to Kyrie saying, keep going, keep doing what you're you're doing. You never know, I could be back here one day. Kyrie basically said, what is he talking about? We don't need him. And then Dave McMenamin said that Kyrie Irving not only wanted a trade after the 2017 season when they lost in the NBA Finals, but they considered a trade immediately after the 2016 season when the Cavaliers won a championship. They decided to keep it in-house and not go forward with it, but they were talking about it at that time that Kyrie Irving not only wanted out Jonas of Cleveland with LeBron James after the title, but apparently never wanted LeBron there in the first place. I'm not I'm not surprised because ultimately he wanted away from it. Whether you blame LeBron James or you think Kyrie Irving's done because uh, dumb because he didn't want to team up with Le- LeBron James who's a great player, whatever side of the fence you're on, either way, he clearly wanted out and he left a very successful situation with a great player to go pursue something else. And so the fact that he wanted it earlier, I kind of get it, man. When LeBron left and Kyrie Irving was the guy, they were bad, and you can look at that from two ways. You can either say, uh, from angle number one, well, they were bad when they had Kyrie Irving, and then they finally get good, so clearly that guy doesn't have winning uh, as his main focus. Or you can look at it like, listen, man, while you were away chasing championships uh, in Miami, in South Beach, I was here trying to figure this out. I was here trying to grind and get this team back to, to their winning ways and trying to work my ass off. He even signed a deal before LeBron got there. Didn't he sign a contract extension? I'm almost positive, like a six-year extension before LeBron got there. And then all of a sudden, here's LeBron. I'd like to come back and play. I kind of get where he's coming from, that he says, you were gone for all the bad times. 
Now you're going to come in and and it's going to be forgotten all of the stuff I've had to go to. I showed loyalty to this city by signing a contract extension and now you're going to come in and take all the glory. I I kind of get where he's coming from. The, here's here's the thing and the the Cavs weren't they weren't any good. I mean, I remember I remember going and this is this will tell you how long ago this was. The Super Bowl that the Seahawks and Broncos played in New York. I went to a Knicks-Cavs game where it was Kyrie Irving and Anthony Bennett-led Cavaliers against a Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith Knicks team. That's that's what we had. But the, the Cavs weren't any good at that point. They they weren't. And I just think that this is that was Kyrie Irving's young guy ego of, I can do this myself. That this is, we've got... We'll have the pieces. We'll build around me, and I think that's what it's about. And I think that I, I think that I, I agree with you in the sense, Jonas, that a lot of young players come into the league thinking that, hey, I'm all a franchise needs. Kyrie was the number one overall pick, had great talent, but in reality, when you look at the progression of Kyrie, and this is this is what I think is important for for everything that has gone on in Cleveland with LeBron leaving and LeBron staying, and what's happened. LeBron came home, won a championship for the Cavaliers. But in that process, Kyrie Irving became one heck of a player. And I don't think Kyrie Irving becomes that type of player without LeBron James around him. And and I don't think that it's just something that you can brush aside and say, I don't need. I get Kyrie Irving wanting to run his own show and having that confidence. I think he was misguided in thinking as a rookie that they were going to, to build and win around him because they still stunk when he was there for their first three years. I think that's misguided, but I think Kyrie developed into the player that he is because of LeBron James. I don't know that you can say that it was solely because of LeBron James. Maybe it was just the development time and how many years he had been there and he had learned enough and he was ready to take that next step, whether whether it was LeBron James or not. I mean, and we'll never know. Like You never actually know what would have happened had he not come back and how Kyrie would have been had it just been Kyrie Irving and nobody else and Lou Aldang or whoever the hell else was in Cleveland at that time. But I just, I understand the idea of you bailed on this city. I'm the guy that's here. I don't want you back. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't need you. I just, I can understand that. And it makes a lot of sense when you look back in retrospect and you say, why would he want out the when, when he did? And I think it was for a couple of reasons. One, he did want to have his own thing. Uh, he did want to do his own thing. He wanted to take it into another direction, take his career someplace else. And also, he knew what was coming up, okay? He was there when LeBron was not there, and LeBron decided to come back. He didn't want to be there on the backside of that when LeBron decided, I'm out of here. I've done what I need to do here. I'm going to go pursue other things. And so Kyrie Irving saw the writing on the wall, and I think he tried to get out early. You know, I... Remember, LeBron was there for years before Kyrie even came along. I know, you know, so so it's not like like LeBron's there to show up. Like there were there were six really good years of greatness. And looking back at the Cavs' win totals, I mean, they're, they're nineteen wins Kyrie's, I, I believe, first year or, or somewhere in that ballpark. But they maxed out at thirty three before LeBron came. And now to see the the type of player that Kyrie is, and 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 for all of the 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 talk about LeBron taking guys in and out and and Isaiah Thomas wanting to leave and look at how Jay Crowder flourished with Utah Jazz and how good he was in Boston 
I think that there are a lot of players, and Kyrie is one of them, that completely benefit for playing from playing with LeBron James. Numbers may not be as high, but you even look at a guy like mentioned J.R. Smith. Dwayne Wade in Miami's points were down, but his four best years of shooting the basketball were with LeBron James. There are guys who may have to take a back seat, and I think Kyrie is one of those guys that actually benefited from it, benefited from LeBron being there of being that number two guy. And I don't think LeBron gets enough credit with that of being able to make guys around him better because we hear about maybe some petty things that go on and maybe his fault. But I think he makes guys around him better. And I don't think Kyrie is Kyrie without LeBron James. And so that's what it's so difficult for me to to sit there and to, to think all along that looking back, if you're Kyrie now, would you really want it out of Cleveland? Or would you really not want LeBron to be there in the first place? I would have to say no. And but I also do, can you can you at least sort of acknowledge the idea that there was a vibe in Cleveland and maybe Kyrie bought into it a little bit and started believing it when LeBron left. Kyrie Irving was their first draft pick after LeBron, if I'm not mistaken. It was sort of coincided when LeBron left and they drafted Kyrie Irving. Um, it was they had one season without him right. because he was taken in the 2011 draft that summer. And so Kyrie Irving comes into a situation where all he's hearing about from Cleveland, from from media, whatever, right or wrong, is this guy bailed on us. We've got nothing here. He walked. He turned his back on us. He made a big spectacle of it. He burned us. We burned his jerseys. We hate that guy. But you're the guy. And so I could kind of understand, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying he wasn't better off with LeBron James. I'm not saying he was a better player than LeBron James. I can just understand where he's coming from, where psychologically it's been embedded in his mind since he got to Cleveland that that guy who walked away from us is a bleep hole and you're the guy now. And then a couple of years later he says, uh, hey, I might be coming back. I, I kind of get I just I, I I can understand I think he's got to have wherewithal. I mean to realize what I mean this is LeBron too coming off of four straight finals appearances back to back seasons in two of the years that he was playing in the NBA. Like you've got like people know how good Kevin Durant is. Like when Kevin Durant goes to Golden State, Clay Thompson for as good as he is is like, "All right, I probably got to take a little back seat here." Mentioning you know Kevin Love and Chris Bosh and playing that third role, their numbers went down as well, but LeBron is the guy like like and so that's why I think like the wherewithal like you, I don't want to say it's naive but in a way it's maybe young Kyrie of being like okay I'm better than this guy or heck we don't need him he only won 33 games I mean if you bring him in you're an automatic title contender and that's where I think it's just misguided and looking back on it I think Kyrie should be thankful that he got to play with LeBron James because I don't think he's in the spot that he is right now as a player. I think they, and I also think LeBron James benefited from having Kyrie Irving because oh, wasn't sure. it? Kyrie yeah. Irving's the guy who hit the shot. I, I think they both benefited from each other. I just think Kyrie Irving, it was the first time you saw a teammate who had the guts or had, was honest enough to speak out and say, I want to go do my own thing. And so now what it's done is it started to, bring up the possibility of, wow, maybe this guy is sort of, there's more that comes along with LeBron James than just, he's going to make you a better player. Maybe some guys are just worn out by the circus. Listen, in the NBA Finals, when they're down 2-0 or 3-0 to the Golden State Warriors, there were reports, Kevin Love said it openly at a press conference, there were other players on that team who said it privately to reporters, man, we really miss Kyrie. And at the, after the regular season opener against Boston, 
I was waiting to see sort of how they would respond to Kyrie Irving, who wanted away from them, and those guys looked sad that he was gone. I just think he had more pull in that locker room and was maybe more well-liked in that locker room than some people realize. And that that may be the case, but I don't think that's the issue here. Kyrie had his, I mean, shooting-wise and just, just looking at the numbers here, when he left Cleveland, he had the best in the final year with LeBron there. He had his best numbers that he had in his career, points-wise, shooting-wise. Got even better in Boston. But that's what I'm talking about, like developing into that player. And, I, and I'm sure that they liked him. I'm sure that they understood. Heck, he hit the shot that really that gave them the title in 2016 after the Warriors and Cavs couldn't score. So I have no doubt that he had value and had value amongst the guys. But to think that he could be Kyrie Irving without the help of LeBron James that at one point felt that he never really wanted him there in the first place, it's 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 interesting to me. It's surprising, but I just don't think that there's any way Kyrie gets to that level without LeBron James, a guy that he didn't even want in the first place. I'm just not going to sit here and let you trash on Kyrie Irving and call him naive just because you didn't like Uncle Drew. I, I find that offensive. It hurts <laughs> I've me. actually I, heard people say it's a much better movie than I've given it credit for. I will never watch that movie. I'd rather watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space again than that stupid movie. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bit of a curveball happening at the World Cup today. Belgium just took out Brazil 2-1. They'll now face France in the semifinals coming up on Tuesday. To talk about that and so much more in the World Cup, former member of the U.S. men's national team who took part in three World Cups, Eric Winalda, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you, did you guys get to watch it, or were you too busy working? We, we, were, we had it on in the studio, and it seemed like the last five minutes were pretty chaotic as Brazil yeah. was trying to trying to even the score but ended up failing in their bid to do so. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was everything that was, it was billed to be, uh, and believe it or not, I still think tomorrow's going to be better, but crazy World Cup so far. Why is tomorrow going to be better than today from what we just saw? Well, because I, I think um, the interest surrounding uh, this English team uh, has been, you know, it's never been this high. I, I think that they, for the first time in a long time, uh, maybe you call it luck of the draw or just finding your form at the right time or lady luck, I don't care what you call it. I, I think that uh, this English team is is going to have everybody on the edge of their seat tomorrow because uh, they have a couple of guys that haven't even, really played well yet, um, and they're due for a good performance, and I think it's it's going to catch people off. Sweden's there for the tanking, so now, Eric, uh, today was great, but tomorrow's going to be better. Now, Eric uh, and I both live in Ventura County, Dan. He's from Westlake. I'm from Thousand Oaks. We are bitter rivals. Bitter oh, rivals, T.O. and Westlake. Yeah, but I know this. Yeah, it's uh, blue and orange versus green. We, we don't like each other. It's no. Just, it's the reality. Yeah, it's, uh, you ever seen uh, The Outsiders? They're the socials oh, or yeah. the greasers. I mean, oh, we're, we're, yeah, the, the mean it's streets of Thousand bad. Oaks. I'm telling you, man. Oh, We've, we've, I got a little greaser in me. I'm okay. <laughs> um, but I know that you go to, there's a place called Crown and Acre, which is yeah. an English pub, and people go nuts for it. Do you feel like this English team is starting to captivate a lot of America, or is there some bitterness like there was towards Mexico? No, it's a little different. I, I think that, um, the, you know, the English-Americans or the American English, or whatever, everybody's got a little bit of uh, English heritage to, to a certain extent. Um, it's just a, just a, it's just different it's a different culture it's a little bit more fun a little bit more banter um and there's just a sense of humor that goes along with it i think i think the reason why mexico always loses is they they take it too damn seriously at some point and then they freak out and their nerves take over and they can't they can't finish the deal i don't think that'll be the case with um 
this English side, and I, and I, I love going there. Crown Anchor's great. If you don't know where we're talking about, Don Thousand Oaks Boulevard. Honestly, guys, it's like .9 miles from my house, so I haven't had to walk home yet, but, <laughs> but I have spent uh, uh, yes. you know plenty of time. I, I like the .9. You could have just said about a mile, but since you, yeah. you've obviously GPSed it to know the exact oh, yeah. distance to, yeah. to get that's, there. That's, Actual, yes. Eric Winalda joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug. So, uh, how big of a disappointment for Brazil? Was this a team that that should have, have won the World Cup now that they're out in the quarterfinals? How big of a disappointment was this? Well, it's 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 pretty big, but I mean, guys, if you think about it, some of the matchups just suited Belgium, as did it for Switzerland. So, I mean, when when some of these styles of play and philosophies kind of when they when they hit a crash course, it, it, you realize that like look, they've seen Firmino, they've seen Coutinho, they've seen Fernandinho, uh, Paulina. They they know these guys. They, they, it's not like it's it's going to be anything that's going to throw them off. And when Neymar has a bad day, uh, you, you've got a chance. Courtois was off the hook. I think he ended up with 12 saves, uh, which is only second to Timmy Howard's performance at you know last World Cup against uh, against Belgium. In fact, but I I think. In, in this particular game, they're going to walk away and say to themselves, you know what, we we weren't good enough on the day. And Belgium is a great team. They have Lukaku, Hazard, uh, and De Bruyne in the middle of the field. Fellaini played out of his skin uh, today. I mean, everyone criticizes that guy. But this was always a team that if they put it together, we knew they were going to be hard to beat. Um, so it's – it's, it's uh, but is that, I mean, all the teams left are basically Europe. Yeah. So, it's uh, it, this is a weird one. This is this is now going to be a, a case of uh, who can just come up with the best performance to to, to see them through. Uh, Croatia is going to beat Russia. Sorry, Russia, it's over. Great ride. Great that the home the host country did well, uh, and then I think England. So it's, to me, it looks like it's going to be England, Croatia, uh, Belgium, of course, and France. So I mean, think about that, guys. This is France versus Belgium. It, it's it's got to be. You could Google it. I don't know, but I've done this drive. It's it's got to be less than 200 miles from Belgium, from uh, Brussels to Paris. I mean, that's amazing. That's like if, if I got in my car and decided to drive to uh, San Diego right now, that's about how long it would take me. So it's, 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 this is pretty cool. That's going to be a big matchup. Uh, he played in three World Cups for the U.S. Uh, National Soccer Hall of Famer Eric Winaldo with us here on FSR. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. So we hear a lot of people hype up and they're very positive about uh, the U.S. soccer program and where it's headed. And even though they missed out, you've always been brutally honest. You, didn't, you don't care who it offends. You'll speak the truth regardless of, of what it will impact. What is the truth about American soccer and where it stands in the world and its status in the world right now? Well, I mean, this, well, we, we sure did pick the, 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 the wrong World Cup to be sitting out of. I'll tell you that with all the, the way that uh, things have panned out for some of these countries but look the reason why we're not in this thing is because of the competitive nature of our league Every, no one wants to to say that everyone thinks that everything's great and they they have different versions of success and uh we're breeding our players for mediocrity there, there is no real test for our guys and then what happens is, is we go into real competition and we've never been punched in the mouth before and we don't know how to react and we end up losing to trinidad and tobago who's Again, the size of San Diego. So it's it's a scenario where we've got to figure out um, the making our league better domestically. We have to. We have to have our players in better uh, better pockets of the world, testing themselves every day, 
uh, in order for us to, to be a better soccer nation. So I, I, I think there's ways to achieve that. It's a longer conversation, but um, MLS needs to, to take a good long look in the mirror and realize that this is an all on U.S. soccer. Our, our league isn't good enough. I know it's a longer conversation, but what would be one way if you had to pick one and you could only pick one that would advance the the United States program from where it is now to where you want to see it? What would be the one thing you do? Oh, I don't know. Stop investing in these guys who are showing up in a wheelchair. I mean, maybe that would be one. <laughs> and you know, if you're going to give Wayne Rooney twelve million dollars, let's think about all all the places that we could have spent that money on young Americans. I love Zlatan. He's great. He's funny. He loves himself. If he were chocolate, he'd eat himself. But the, the, the reality is we shouldn't be spending our money on American players, not has-beens, who are 38 years old waiting for their frayed rubber band ACL to go. So I, that's, that's how I feel. I, I want to see us appropriately spend our money to make sure that we get better, not, not continue to have this country club retirement home for, for what the, all the has-beens from Europe. Eric Wadalda joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Quickly from Paris to to uh, Brussels, uh, three hours, sixteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that's there you a, go. That'd be there a drive. Is. Yeah. Dan, the way you drive, you'd be there in two hours and ten minutes. You know yeah. me, I'm a lead foot. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> zooming in and out of the 405. You can't catch me unless you catch my personalized plates that say bye bye. <laughs> that's that's what I drive. Yeah, there you go. Hey, in there. eight in eight years, we know it's coming. It's coming to the U.S. in the joint bid of Mexico and Canada but also the expanded field. Seeing what you saw this year, is this a bad sign of things to come if, when this field expands to 48? Well, I mean, that's a great, that's a great topic, but the, I think what this also is telling us is that uh, there are certain pockets of the world uh, who are getting their act together and making it more competitive. No one would have thought that we'd be sitting in a scenario uh, maybe eight years ago, that Belgium would would be in the spot that they're in. It would have been the likes of a Portugal or or an Italy or or the Netherlands. And there's always certain places that that seem to always be challengers in a World Cup. But I think, I mean, looking at it now and going across, and Croatia's uh, in, in there. Russia had a pretty good run. Sweden is something something to talk about. Uruguay, I I, I think in the in the in, you know in the, in the uh, the first couple of games we saw some bad performances out of our region uh, with Costa Rica not doing well. Egypt uh, was, was disappointing. Saudi Arabia and Panama were all easy games for everybody. But then again, guys, Korea beat Germany. So it, 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 it opens it up. Uh, let's give it the eight years. But, you know, when, when certain countries start to get their act together, it's going to make it better. In the end, it's going to make it better. Easier to get in, of course, but I think once the competition starts, um, we'll get we'll get just as much, if not more, enjoyment out of the next one, next couple. If uh, if uh, it all goes well. Uh, last one for me for Eric Winalda. Played in three World Cups for the U.S. Uh, National Soccer Hall of Famer here on Fox Sports Radio. Neymar diving. Uh, Americans who are just now seeing it for the first time in four years, who have never seen him play before, they're outraged by the diving, the theatrics. Yeah. Uh, what is what is your opinion on that? How would you react to that if you were playing against him? Well, I'll give you a, a real quick story. Right, I I once did that, and I went down on the ground, pretending like I was dying, held my face. I got a phone call from my dad, who he never does that. And he says, "Hey, why don't you come by the house?" So I dropped by. My mom grabbed her purse, walked right past me, and said, "Good luck." He goes, "Sit down. I got something for you." He rolled the the, the game, and he showed me over and over again, pretending that I was hurt. And he looked at me and he says, "I'm telling you right now, that's my name on the back of your shirt." If you ever do that again, you are not welcome in this home. <laughs> that is just not 
anything that I want to be related to, are we clear? I never dove again. This is the biggest <laughs> problem we have in the game. It is, it is a massive problem. They need to be fined. Uh, we have the ability to, to review stuff on VAR and on, on video and say, look how bad this was. This is simulation. Find them. They're rich people. You hit their wallets hard and they'll stop doing it. Everybody will stop doing it. Absolutely amazing. He's Eric <laughs> Winalda, played in three World Cups, former member of the U.S. men's national team, and our friend here on Fox Sports Radio. Eric and I had a Twitter battle once on followers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, years back. Yeah. It was a race to 6,000. Um, I want I to be- What are you at now? I, I'm, yeah. I, you know. I'm not even in five digits yet. So we're, we're yeah, we're only at like 8,800, oh. you know, yeah, 8,700. That's all, that's all we've got. You, you flew past me with light you, speed. Yes. It's Westlake, man. It's how they work out there. They're more popular hey. than T.O. It's just the oh, way it boy. is. Don't even start. Yeah, it's the socials. You us go back to that. No, it's not. Come on. Leave it alone. I plan on running uh, to run U.S. soccer. So just so you know. So hopefully that'll, you know, turn things around for me a little bit as well. Well, that gives us a reason to play golf. I, I think that uh, we'll, we'll get out All there. right, let's do it. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. And, yeah, enjoy the rest of the World Cup. You got it. Love you guys. See you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Uh, one thing that can't be mistaken is Carmelo Anthony's future in Oklahoma City, where there doesn't look like there's going to be one. Reports saying that the Thunder and Carmelo are set to work out some sort of parting of the ways, whether it be a, via a trade or it be a buyout of his contract where he's due $27 million for the upcoming season. Earlier on the show, we spoke with Jordan Schultz, who is the co-host of the podcast with CJ McCollum, the pull-up podcast. And Jordan talked about what's next for Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I've been speaking to a, a source close to Carmelo all day about potential spots, because obviously it's not a surprise that he gets spot out. I think everybody kind of expected that. Uh, I think right now the Lakers and Rockets both make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I think the fact that the Lakers have have a need for a, a, like a trail small ball power forward that can make shots would be huge. Uh, and then I think you, you consider the fact that the Rockets lose Trevor Ariza, um, and they they need a guy that can make shots from the perimeter, from the, the, the mid post. And Carmelo is not that type of defender, and nor is he that type of offensive threat that he used to be. But I think both of those teams make sense. I think a wild card potentially could be Philadelphia just because you can really see him filling a need for, for the Sixers in terms of what what they need, uh, shooting, you know, uh, wing depth. And, and he, he can play that 3-4, and that's really where, where they've kind of faltered. So I would look at those three teams, and I think probably the favorites right now would be L.A. and Houston. That was Jordan Schultz earlier with us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. I, I didn't like Boogie Cousins to Golden State. I don't like – Carmelo Anthony to the Houston Rockets. I don't, I, you don't, you don't replace Trevor Ariza just because Carmelo can kind of shoot the ball. There's zero help defensively. I don't think that that would be a good mix for the Lakers. And I know I, I tweeted this. I, I, I shouldn't say I tweeted this. I searched this in Twitter. I just typed in Melo Jonas earlier today. The first result was Melo to the Lakers, then Melo Warriors, and then just Melo. So right. people are wondering, yeah, right. Melo to the Lakers, Melo possibly to the Warriors, but to the Lakers was the biggest one, and I see a lot of backlash to it. What? One-year deal, shoot and play with LeBron. Maybe LeBron can keep him in check. It's really the only thing that Carmelo can do is actually three-point percentage uh, was one of his better years this past year in Oklahoma City. 
I don't think I, I don't really actually see how it could hurt or destroy the Lakers if Carmelo Anthony came up. Can somebody double check in the back if Mellow Yellow was the car sponsor that Rowdy Burns had in Days of Thunder? Just to make since we're on the top of Mellow, it'll never fit anywhere else on sports radio. That's that's the, the only request we have. Where would he? Is there a place in the league that you think he carries enough name value that at least he could sell some tickets in? I don't know that there is. No. I, like, I don't know yeah. that there is. And he could he could right now still you know, get you 22-23 again. It, yeah, it, it it may take him 38 shots, but that you know that's with so, with some guys like if at least LeBron is in the town or on his team where he would maybe put him in check. We you know last year when he made the joke about coming off the bench and we had kind of talked about it before the show. I thought it was a funny line or you know it's like yeah they they want me to come off the bench. With with Carmelo, there was nobody really there in Oklahoma City that was going to check him, if you will. With him being friends with LeBron, and and, and maybe in Carmelo's mind they're on the same level, but he may have thought that he was on a different level, level than Russell Westbrook and Paul George in Oklahoma City. Maybe, just maybe, that would put him in some sort of place with the Lakers where it wouldn't be. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's all he does is shoot, really. I mean, that's... That's what you've got with Carmelo Anthony. So if if you were to put him like in a, I don't know, I always use Memphis as an example. I don't think it draws tickets. Um, I, I don't think he's that name anymore. Is he kind of like Adrian Peterson to where you know he can still probably play, but you just don't know whether or not you want him around? Like It seems like that's kind of what's happened with Adrian Peterson to where I'll bet he could still play. You see some videos of him training and working out. It, it seems like he can still play, but for some reason, nobody wants him around. He reminds me of I don't I don't want to say because Mike Wallace actually had some somewhat decent years where all Mike Wallace he thought was just going to catch an eighty yard touchdown. The anchor or the football the, player, the the, oh. the wide receiver, yeah. where it was just all right. Let's just chuck it deep and hope that he that he catches it. That's what I think of like Carmel. Like you don't like you you're not bringing in Mike Wallace to block. Or to get that first down to move the chains, you're just like, all right, maybe you can hit a home run. You bring in Carmelo Anthony. Oh, there we go. Oh, we know what John Ramos has been doing. The all last right, there he, there he is. There he is. And uh, so I, I, I just think there's such limited upside, and with his ego and with who he is, and he's, you know, I, I mean, there's there's just limits with what you've got with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just it, it's amazing a guy that can still get you twenty two, twenty three a game. And you're right, it, it could take a ninety five shots, <laughs> but that he you couldn't sell him to a fan base anywhere, like a team that that's maybe starving for some star potential. Or, or look, if he says, "Hey, I'll come <laughs> off the bench," I, I have no problem coming off the bench. Remember, Joe Johnson was pretty effective in Utah. Um, Joe Johnson had some decent years. He could score uh, when he was coming off the bench or when he wasn't that lead primary role. I just it it it's, this blows is, my mind that he couldn't is, find anything. This is how bad it got for Melo in Oklahoma City. In on a team with Russell Westbrook there, we were like, man, Melo shoots a lot of misses. Like you've got Russell Westbrook there, who isn't necessarily known as the most efficient shot taker at times. That's how bad it got for Melo. In OKC. Hey, summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark, but without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action with free services from AutoZone. You can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. The John Ramos Show is coming up in about 15 minutes from now. If you have any last-minute requests you want to get into the John Ramos Show, I can confirm they're still working on the script 
because that's what John's been doing the last segment. Okay, he's in the entire segment. It's what he's been doing. Um, at JS Ramos 06 for that. Coming up next, we have got uh, we've got more controversy, more discussion, some craziness going on in the world of sports. We'll have that for you next year on FSR. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip: State Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.